0: Welcome to Behind the Headlines. I'm your host, Michael Brannon. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's Christmas and we could not be more excited about sharing the great story with you that we have from Rick Patrick, First Baptist Church of Silicaga, Pastor, we are so appreciative that he is going to be joining us on today's episode. Thank you for watching today. As well, whether you're watching on silicaga.news.com, on Facebook, or also as a podcast listening to us on demand, we're available on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast as well. Give us a five-star rating and also share it with your friends. We will have a great conversation with Rick Patrick from First Baptist Church of Silicaga coming up. Welcome back into Behind the Headlines. I'm your host, Michael Brandon, joined today by Brother Rick, Rick Patrick from First Baptist Church of Silicaga. Um, Pastor Patrick, thank you so much for, for being here. Really appreciate it, especially on a day like today, Christmas.
1: Yes, it's a great season. It's a busy season and yep. just a wonderful time to celebrate the birth of our Lord. Absolutely.
0: For those who may not be familiar, and you know, I know sometimes, you know, in our Bible belt neck of the woods, uh, it is tough to not be familiar, but for somebody who may not be as familiar with the birth of Christ and the season of Christmas, what does it mean? What is it all about?
1: Well, that's a beautiful question, and uh, even Christians sometimes don't put it in the overall historical context, but in the Old Testament, God spoke through prophets uh, for centuries, and then about 400 years before Christ, the prophets uh, essentially stopped speaking, and there was silence for about 400 years. God had been speaking to His people uh, he had been speaking to them through the prophets. Then there was silence, and then we have Emmanuel. And so, the the coming uh, in Bethlehem of Jesus uh, was God uh, coming to earth, and and it did this beautiful story of Emmanuel, God with us. And the story doesn't end there. It, it's beautiful that that Jesus uh, grew up, lived a perfect life died on the cross for our sins and and his followers could put their faith and trust in Christ uh, and and become uh, Christians and and at that point uh, the story gets even better that that through a personal relationship with Christ the Holy Spirit would actually come to dwell within believers so the preposition keeps changing instead of God speaking to uh, us uh, then there was four hundred years of silence. Then God comes uh, to be with us, Emmanuel, at Christmas, and then uh, after Jesus uh, lives His life and and dies on the cross for us, then all of a sudden, through through Christ, Christians now have God within us, God in us, and so it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience, and we celebrate all of the richness of that at Christmas time.
0: It's really a, uh, you know, I think Andy Williams said it uh, in the secular sense, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but in a religious sense, it is also the, one of the most wonderful times of the year. Uh, that and Easter as a, as a Christian in that sense. The, the birth of Christ is something that was miraculous. Um, Mary yes. um, conceived uh, Jesus, you know, by, by God. Uh, he, he, yes. he said, you're gonna have this child. What was that process uh, like and, and the, the process with Joseph? Ta- talk to us about that.
1: Well, uh, it's supernatural. The, the angel Gabriel came and spoke to Mary. The, Gabriel also spoke to her relative Elizabeth. And uh, it's just uh, mind boggling to imagine a, about a 15 year old girl receiving the message uh, from the angel Gabriel that she was to bear a child and uh, that she had never been with a man, but she was going to bear uh, the Christ child. And uh, so she did, uh, when you think about it, something that was really amazing. Uh, A a young woman at that age would never have uh, any opportunity to learn much about spiritual things. So she communicated with the most uh, godly woman she knew. Uh, Elizabeth was the wife of the high priest, uh, Zacharias, who lived 90 miles away. And she traveled 90 miles and spent three months with her relative Elizabeth. And uh, Elizabeth had also, the the same angel, Gabriel, had spoken to Elizabeth and told her that she would have a child, and that was John the Baptist. And so uh, Mary spent three months with her relative Elizabeth and and learned what a a 15-year-old would need to know. And uh, I think that's just a beautiful uh, example of... Uh, of a young woman and an older woman um, getting together and, and encouraging one another and supporting one another and loving one another. And I think it just uh, speaks to uh, the need that we have for that kind of connection, that kind of uh, togetherness. And, uh, and so Mary was just one who was obedient to God in very difficult circumstances when you think about it. Uh, a young woman would they would have thought the worst of Mary she was pure she was godly she was a wonderful person but people would have thought the worst of her and uh, I think there's a lot of application of that for our world today as well we have a tendency sometimes to think the worst of people and uh, and we should not she was being very obedient to God and uh, and she was very obedient to god
0: it, it really is a supernatural story i think you said it uh, best there and it's really uh it's one if you really if you really think about it it's really amazing i mean it's awe-inspiring talk about the journey then that uh, was made by mary and joseph on uh on on the donkey um uh and and the the star that was seen in the in the night sky and no room in the inn talk about that entire process because i cannot imagine um as a young uh, mother-to-be of of christ uh, or of any child not being able to know where you were going to be able to lay your head down at night and ultimately have this baby
1: right uh well there were no uh hotels the way that we know of them today uh so a journey at that day and time uh there's a lot of literature out now that sort of speaks of the fact that there were no uh, there were no uh sort of la quintas there were no uh sort of holiday inns right. uh and so uh travel was just very different then and so the government had uh, required everyone to go to the city of their uh, birth in order to register for that census, and so they had to make this journey even though mary was very far along into her pregnancy and so it was a very difficult journey for them and they did not know uh where uh, they were going to rest for the night and so there was no room for them in uh the 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 really the 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 home or the place where they had been planning to stay they did have to go out uh, to uh, the, the the stable they had to go out where the cattle were going to be kept and um, in, the, uh, in the film that uh, many people will be familiar with, the, the film The Chosen, Karen and I have seen it just not long ago, they do a really good job of sort of describing what that would be like for Mary and Joseph to uh, sort of get that ready that night. I think, I think sometimes we... Through Christmas cards and and uh, paintings and other things, we make that scene very serene. We make it very beautiful. We make it very uh, very nice and very pretty. And um, and frankly, it, it wasn't. It was a cattle stall. It was it was smelly. It was difficult. It was a it was a hard night. It might not have been quite as silent as we would like for it to to to, to think of it. And, and it was hard, it was a difficult journey. It was, the, the original Christmas night it was, was anything but uh, perfect. And, and so a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves each Christmas. We, want, we all want to have the perfect Christmas. We want the decorations to be perfect. We want the meal to be perfect. We want the family situations to be perfect. And you know what? Our lives are not all perfect. There are still going to be struggles. There are still going to be difficulties. Some people have lost loved ones this year. Some people have maybe strained relationships. And I think some of that pressure to have the perfect Christmas is uh, is difficult pressure that we put on ourselves. And maybe a little bit of that could be relieved to know that even the first Christmas was not was not maybe the perfect story that we sometimes make it out to be. And so. It was a challenge in every sense of the word. Uh, God could have sent his son to earth to a wealthy family. He could have sent his son to earth in a a prosperous or a politically uh, well-established family. He could have sent his son to earth in a royal family. But he sent his son to earth to a poor family in a small country uh, in in a place where they didn't even have a room for them out in a smelly cattle stall. And I think that says something to us that, uh, that God is not concerned with the outward appearances and He's not concerned with uh, the outward luxury or social status or any of those things. Uh, the important things, uh, God, God looks at the heart and, and uh, we should look at those things too.
0: We're talking with, uh, with Brother Rick Patrick from First Baptist Church of Sylacauga. What would you say about the three wise men that came to visit uh, Jesus there as he lay in the, uh, in the stable there um, in, in the manger. And the gifts that they came bearing, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
1: Yes, uh, that's a very excellent question, uh, Michael. And, and you know, we, we call them wise men, and uh, other translations we really talk about them being magi. Uh, it's another uh, description for them. Um, some people will even use the, the term kings for them. and and really they were sort of astrologers, they were sort of philosophers from uh, Persian, from the East. Um, Interestingly, the Bible does not give us that number three. The the, the gifts that they have, the gold and frankincense and myrrh, there were three gifts, but the Bible doesn't tell us that there were necessarily three of them. Uh, But the the gifts that they brought brought were three in number. And uh, to me, the most fascinating thing uh, about them is that uh... as they came they came to jerusalem because they heard there was going to be uh... the the king of uh... uh... of of the jews and so they they came to to jerusalem and herod gets all disturbed by all of this right. as you would if you were the king and uh... And, and what is astonishing is they they brought uh... gifts for a baby and uh... as they uh... eventually you know, herod checked with uh uh... his uh, his people and they said well the baby's supposed to be born in bethlehem according to micah according to the the prophet and so uh... they sent them on to bethlehem and uh... when uh... they were guided by this bright shining light uh... that guided them directly over the house at that time it's a great distance so over the house where the child lay it says at that point not baby but child Um, And so there's a great length of time that passed during that. But as they went there and they came, they brought gifts to a baby. And uh, what's astonishing to me is that those, uh, I don't know if you have any babies in your family, but the gifts that I'm going to bring to a baby at Christmas time are not going to be gold and frankincense and myrrh. (laughs) It's going to be a rattle or a stuffed animal or something like that. What what gifts do you bring to a baby? You're not going to bring those. Those were gifts fit for a king. And so it would be astonishing for Mary and Joseph to, to have, you think about grown men bringing gifts like that and laying them before a little bitty baby. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be astonishing mm-hmm. to receive something like that. And, uh, and yet because Herod had ordered that uh, all of the, uh, the, the massacre of the innocents, all of the... the uh, uh, baby boys uh, under a certain age in the, in Bethlehem were to be were to be massacred because he was uh, afraid of the threat. Uh, the family had to flee to Egypt. Well, this was a very poor family; they didn't have money to travel. And there are many Bible scholars who believe that the the gifts of these magi uh, of this very expensive gifts that that funded the travel, the flight to Egypt, that kept that that provided for Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. Uh, during this uh, travel that they had uh, to keep them and to provide for them during that time. And you think about that, in the providence of God, He brought uh, men that didn't even know Mary, Joseph and Jesus, hundreds of miles across uh, the desert to give to a baby, gifts that are not even for a baby, that were very, very expensive and provided for them so that they had the means to provide for their family, to travel, to avoid uh, an, an evil king's edict that uh, all of the, the the children, the baby boys in that region, were to be slaughtered. It's, now, it's that, an incredible story. That that is, it's just an amazing part of the Christmas story. But because it doesn't really fit nicely within the shepherds, angels, uh, wise men narrative, it's right. it's kind of a it's kind of the adventurous part of the sure. Christmas story, frankly. Sure. Um, it doesn't fit nicely on a Christmas card necessarily, right. uh, but it is a part of the Christmas narrative.
0: Right, right. It's, it's really fascinating. It's, it's a divine story, if you will. Wrapping things up, what would you want to convey to somebody who might not know um, about Jesus, the birth of Jesus, and really what it is to be a Christian? And yes. how would you convey that to somebody at this time of the season?
1: Well I would just say to anyone who's never trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that uh, this baby Jesus uh, I, you know I think about I think about a, a movie that maybe some of our listeners and and viewers would be familiar with from a few years ago it was uh, uh, Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell.
0: I wasn't expecting you to bring that one I know you wouldn't. You wouldn't, but
1: it's a, it's a popular movie. A lot of people would have seen that. Of course. And Will Ferrell, there's a scene in there where he prays to baby Jesus <laughs> yes. and you know, it, it touches me because it's just hilarious because he likes to pray to baby Jesus. and right. He prays to little baby Jesus. and His wife gets on him and she says, well, honey, he grew up. He didn't stay a baby forever. And he said, no, I like to pray to baby Jesus. Little baby Jesus then your little manger. And, you know, and he likes to pray to baby Jesus. And, you know, I reflected upon that. And, and the reason people like to pray to baby Jesus is that a little baby doesn't make any demands on you. A little baby is cute. He's sweet. He doesn't ask anything of you. But that little baby grew up and he became the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and and Lord Jesus makes demands of us. He, he, he calls on us to die in order to live. He calls on us to, to take up our cross and follow him. He calls on us to serve others. And he tells us it's more blessed to give than to receive. And he tells us, to, to live in very different ways than, and, and, and to, to sacrifice for others and to, to give and to love and to deny ourselves. And, 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 and he calls on us to live in just very different ways than, than, you know, he tells us it's not about us, it's about others and he wants us to love. And so I, I would just say to folks that um, while it may be at, at Christmas time, we may have a tendency to, to focus on that baby Jesus, Know this, that baby Jesus grew up and he lived the life we should have lived and he died the death we should have died and he he died on the cross for for our sins. Uh, Jesus uh, would say that that we're all sinners, and he would call on us to repent of those sins and he would call on us to believe in him and to give our lives to him and uh, and promises that if we will do that if we will turn from our sins and and trust in him as our lord and savior then we can be forgiven of our sins and he will take up residence in our lives and uh, we will no longer walk in darkness but we can have eternal life through faith in him not on the basis of anything that is good in us but on the basis of what he's done for us. And that's the gospel of grace. It's, it's not about us or how good we can be, but it's about what he has done. And, uh, and that's the message of the gospel. And so uh, that's just what I would let folks know. The message of Christmas is about Jesus.
0: Brother Rick Patrick, thank you so much. Really appreciate well, your time. Thank you
1: so much. It's a blessing to be with you, Michael. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Where can much. people
0: find you and uh, more about First Baptist Church of Sylacaque?
1: Yes, well, I would invite them to come and join us. We have worship services uh, every Sunday at 11 o'clock and Sunday school at 945. And they can check us out online at joinfirst.net. Excellent. Very good. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas We're, to really, you. We really appreciate thank it.
0: You. That does it for this episode of Behind the Headlines. We thank you so much for watching and listening wherever you have whether it be on Facebook, Silicoganews.com, or also on your favorite podcast app. We thank you so much for watching and listening. Until next time, I'm Michael Brandon. Merry Christmas.